Welcome to the ACO Show. Today, Josh and Brian welcome Nick Kincaid, Allidade's Chief Product Officer, who takes us through his career path from Tesla to Google to his current role, and he explains what is product and how it applies to a company like Allidade. Hi, and welcome to the ACO Show. I'm Brian Chiglinski, Allidade's Senior Director of Communications and Content, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-host, Dr. Josh Israel. And today we're talking with Nick Kincaid, Allidade's Chief Product Officer, on the work that he and his team are doing and his background that brought him here uh, to join the team at Allidade. Nick, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, maybe we could just start a little bit of an introduction for everyone on what your role is here at Allidade and what your team focuses on. Yes, absolutely. So I am Allidade's Chief Product Officer, and what that means is I lead the team that builds the technology for Allidade. Uh, so we're made up of a number of different teams. Uh, some specialize in engineering, some specialize in product management. Uh, we have teams that specialize in design and research, and then data teams that specialize in operational metrics and impact analytics for our large data sets. Nick, what the heck is product? You know, and I really asked that. Um, I was for a little while on the high-risk product team. It sounded like I was in charge of C4 explosives. It took me a while to figure out what exactly I was part of. And when I have heard product, my assumption when I got to Allied was whoever was head of product was a specialist in that thing. So for a healthcare company, we bring in a healthcare specialist and that's their product. But from talking to you, I have been continuously impressed that product is its own discipline. So I would love to just hear your description of, of what it is and how you think about it. That's a great question. Product means a lot of things. And at its, at its most basic, a product is the thing that a company sells and I say like you buy a product off the shelf at, at your local store, but a person in product tends to be a builder and that's like a, an underlying uh, character that, that all people in product really carry. And that's in contrast to an operator. And so like an operator is like, how do you apply the resources of a company to achieve an impact? And typically an operator and a product person or a builder will work hand in hand to achieve an impact on, from a company on behalf of their customers. And so what does product, what does product mean to me? It means that we're building things and there's a number of different disciplines that, that go into that. So you could think of an engineer is pretty obvious. Like you're going to write code that creates a software product that someone else will use, but you also have a designer who will design what that experience looks like. And so they're also a builder of that experience. And a product manager is someone that keeps their eye on the ball, that really knows where the goal is, uh, skates in the park, and uh, sets the requirements for what software should do in a real-world environment. And then most software products that are built in today's world use data significantly. So if you think about any of the applications that you have on your mobile phone, like those are products. And most of those applications that you use with high frequency are, are powered by data. And so data is a, a critical element. But if I were to underline a, a key statement, a person in product tends to be a builder of things. And that is something that they are intensely curious about and building a number of different things, sometimes within one industry and sometimes across numerous industries. And so how do we apply that to Allidade? What, is, what are some of the things that, that you guys are working on here on the product side to apply it specifically to the day-to-day -day work? So that's a good question. So Allidade's product team, uh, we really aim to make the adoption of value-based care as easy as possible for practices that we partner with. And we ingest data from the numerous sources, and then we apply that data to uh, uh, very strong algorithms. And the product of those algorithms, or the output of those algorithms, is typically prioritization. 
And if you think about the world in which our practices operate, uh, prioritization is key because there's like there's, there's only so many hours in the day and you want to make the most of every single minute. And so we, we do our best to make sure that we publish workflows into the Allidate app that make it very easy to work patient lists or to consume you know, patient data through a daily huddle. Now, all of that is in service to creating the most productive experience so that we can all achieve the aims of value-based care. Can you summarize that a little bit though? So what is Allidate's product? So Allidate's product is the combination of a software tool and in-field coaching to be able to apply that software tool into the workflows of a practice. And one doesn't work without the other. You really need both to be able to find success. Uh, the software product makes it easy for a user to use and to be able to consume data in a, in a reasonable format. And then the coaching allows that software to be fit into a, a given workflow for any practice. How does one get into product? How does one learn about product? You know, I don't remember a, a major called product at my college. Where does that come from? Uh, sounds a good question. I think early technology, like high technology, it was really, really common for people to come from a wide variety of backgrounds. And so I think back to my very first manager was a, a, a fine arts person that came out of opera, right? And like, who would have thought? Like, but, but she was an amazing product leader and I learned so much from her. But my background started in, in engineering. And so I went to school as an industrial engineer. And my first job out of college was working at JP Morgan Chase as a software engineer. And I was very interested in it. It's like it's a, it satisfies that itch of building things. You get to write code all day. You get to see the results. At the end of the day, you hit compile and it gets published and it's, a, it's fantastic. Whereas there's other disciplines in engineering that have very long lead cycles, especially when you're, when you're building a physical good. So one of the things that was really attractive to me about software engineering was it was really fast turnaround. So instant gratification, it either worked or it didn't. And you had that, like, that real, that real uh, feedback loop. And my journey went from software engineering into uh, data analysis at JP Morgan, and then from data analysis into product management and a retail company, Best Buy. And that following the curiosity through multiple different disciplines is, is what was most interesting to me at that point in my career. So I wanted to know what it meant to be a great software engineer. I wanted to know what it meant to be a great data analyst. And then I wanted to know what it meant to be a product manager. And product management and Best Buy's context was channel management. So, so my role at Best Buy was a mobile channel lead where we built a mobile uh, version of the bestbuy.com website, put it on your phone, and then sure enough, people thought things through it. So it was a really fascinating, uh, fascinating experience. And then from, uh, from working in retail, I ended up at Tesla and was uh, privileged to be able to help craft Tesla's direct-to-consumer experience for buying cars. And at the time, that was really like, super novel. Like people didn't buy cars off websites, that that wasn't a thing. I think that's more common today than it ever was. And I'd like to think that a lot of the work that we did at Tesla kind of incubated that market. And then following Tesla, I had the opportunity to work on uh, the Google search engine. I live in the Bay Area and you know you drive by the Google, Google campus all the time. And I think that anyone that's gonna work in the Bay Area should try their hands at the Google search engine because like, it's just a fascinating piece of software and just a fascinating crew, just an amazing crew that gets to build on that. I love the idea of, to go back to a point you made on product is prioritization. There are only a certain number of hours that a physician has in a day. And how do you present the data to them through the Allidate app, one of our products, in a way that helps them prioritize based on the highest need patients, the patients who you know are, are most at risk. And But it's, it's very much a, a different approach than a direct-to-consumer type of product experience. So what kind of 
new lessons did you learn? Uh, what things maybe surprised you uh, when you when you came to Allidate and, and looked at at products through this lens of of healthcare? Also, a little bit of B two B, but a, a way that you know is is very focused on the patient experience at the end. I think whenever you whenever you move from one domain to another, uh, there's this concept of pattern matching, and you can sometimes you're you're faced with a problem that you're actually familiar with, even if it wears a different shirt, right? And so so there's an element of pattern matching when uh, when I joined Allidate to say, well, this is ultimately a, a productivity problem. Like, what are the common tenets of what it means to be a, a highly efficient piece of software? And a lot of that comes down to extremely clean user experience. Like you really want to make sure that what we're putting in front of a practice at any given time is the most important thing for them to see. It seems really obvious, but the, there is a tendency to want to put as much information as possible into the screen that you can, right? Because more, more is better, right? But what you find in numerous different industries is if we can narrow things down to like what you absolutely must be focused on at any given time, then you can make the most of the minutes that someone has available to consume the software. So for us, I think the pattern matching between the various other industries that I've worked in and, and the healthcare industry, focusing on productivity, I think is very common. Now, there's a, there are realities in the healthcare space that make this more challenging, right? Most importantly is there's numerous pieces of software that a practice is using. So if you're a practice user, uh, you might be using the Allidate app in the morning, and then you'll switch to practice management software, or you'll switch to an EHR. And you've got a lot of different systems that are all vying for your attention, and they all do very specific things. So I think a lot of the work that we're trying to do here is to, is to make it very easy to put the information that you need where you need it. And so today, the workflows that we built in the Allidate app really attempt to do that. So we pull in your schedule from an EHR, and we have this artifact called a daily huddle. That is the expression of your schedule for the day with all the different patient information that you need. And then we're working to bring that information into the EHR as much as possible. So some of the things that we're working on right now are uh, concepts called EHR overlays that take Allidate data and port it over to the EHR so that you're exposed to it with more surface area in your experience throughout the day. I want to come back to your definition of product. You know, your definition was even more expansive than I thought it might be. So at a company like ours that is serving doctors who serve patients, is there any part of Allidate that is not product, right? Maybe in strictly internal things, like maybe our internal finance team, you know, payroll, human resources, but is there any other part of a company like ours that would not fit under that, that aegis? I think product at Allidate is, is mostly a software and, and technology component. So what we're building the, the tools to create this, this very simple software that we, we provide to our partner practices. Now, other disciplines like uh, finance and human resources and you know, uh, the legal team, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're product, but they're strong product partners. And so to build anything of use requires us to fund the work. And so we partner very closely with the finance team uh, you can imagine that the legal team is deeply involved in all of the agreements that we sign with uh, software partners that we do business with. We work very closely with all of the other departments at Audit, but I would say that the department that we work most closely with is the performance team. So the, the field team and the, the practice transformation specialists that work with practices every day. We really try to be joined at the hip as much as possible and make sure that we are not just 
listening to the tremendous feedback that we're getting from the PTS community and how we can make our software better, but that we're also uh, working directly with the practices themselves to find ways of, of having self-service. So like, you know, there's only so many hours in the day for a practice transformation specialist, and we want to make sure that the time that they spend with the practice is, is the most useful it could possibly be. And so if there are things that we can automate and take off the plate of those, those practice transformation specialist engagements with the practice, then we try to do that. So Nick, coming from Tesla, a company that's in the news a lot, uh, well-known for trying to be efficient, trying to change models of, of delivery, what have you learned that you've been able to apply here at Allidade? So one of the most important lessons that I learned at Tesla was you, you can't make something too simple. And uh, if you think about buying a car online, uh, a, a one, two, three step process is never going to be as simple as a one step process. And a one step process is never as simple as a push button process. So uh, I think that tenant also applies here as well. Uh, so if we look at a lot of the workflows that we, we put in front of our, our, our practice partners, I think we really should evaluate how simple can we make it? How simple can we make it to see the right patient at the right time for the right reason? Uh, how simple can we make it to auto schedule them? Uh, how simple can we make it to, you know, to, to consume the daily huddle and accept diagnosis suggestions and really looking for what maximizes the productivity and the relationship between our and our practices. Yeah, this, this conversation and your, uh, approach to product, uh, reminds me of this, uh, study we looked at in, in grad school in one of my behavioral econ classes of, of grape jelly, uh, and and how um, there was an experiment done, and I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering the details. I'm sorry to my professors, uh, but where there was one display that was just hundreds of varieties of grape jelly, and another display that was just three types. And uh, what they found was um, that there was much more engagement, much more purchasing of the jelly when it was just a selection of three, and that this kind of consumer overload, the kind of consumer, the choice exhaustion, really takes effect especially in, in a crowded market where you can literally just go down the next aisle and, and make a decision. Um, and so I, it really resonates of like, how do we simplify the choices and the decisions that especially practices who are so busy, have so many patients to see, so many very tough decisions on their mind all the time. How do you simplify that uh, in front of them? Uh, I think this is probably also an illustration that I skipped lunch today, but uh, I wanted to. Uh, I was just wondering, I, did, does anybody ever actually buy grape jelly? That, that was where I got stuck. <laughs> hey, I buy grape jelly. I yeah. think what you're what you're describing, uh, what you're describing, I've always referred to as cognitive load. And one of the things that you really try to optimize for in any experience is the reduction of cognitive load that still arrives at an impact that a customer is looking for. And uh, sometimes that comes down to choice. Like, so what you're talking about is like too many choices. I'm going to choose none, but if you just give me a couple, I'll choose one. Right. Um, but you also see that in other ways where uh, cognitive load can be you're engaging with a customer too many times or too, too infrequently. Right. So it comes down to a game of optimization. What is the right amount of choice to offer to a customer? And what is the right amount of times that you're reaching out and you're, you're interacting with that customer to achieve an end? Exactly. So much, so much more well said. I would use you as a, a quote for my uh, essay. But yeah, I guess uh, one last uh, thing to close is just looking ahead. What does the future hold for product at Allidade? What are some of our kind of the North Stars that you're looking towards as, as we head into the future? So that's a great question. I would give you a couple different domains where we're spending a lot of time. Uh, one of those domains is in data. 
We're a data-powered company, and we get a lot of our data from a variety of sources. And the speed at which we can consume data and the frequency in which we can pull it into our systems affects our outcomes. And so we're spending a lot of time looking at uh, where is the best data source for any given product that we're building? Uh, if it is only delivering on a quarterly basis, how do we make it a monthly basis? It's been, if it's delivering on a monthly basis, how do we make it a weekly basis? Uh, the more that we can pull that data forward, the more that we can apply algorithms to it and the more powerful experiences that we can build. And then a second area where we're, we're, we're making traction is in the incorporation of new services within our application. A uh, great point would be the comprehensive advanced care planning that we are piloting with several of our markets where we are encouraging our practices to select patients who would be a benefit for uh, you know, comprehensive advanced care planning, and then making it very easy to refer to a facilitated documentation review. We spend a lot of our time on, on really optimizing like how fast are we pulling in data and how, how quickly can we use it and make it available to our practices. And then we're spending a lot of our time making sure that we can very easily uh, fold in additional products and services into our workflows. Nick Kincaid, Chief Product Officer of Validate. We appreciate you joining the show. As always, every time I hear you talk, I learn something new. Well, thank you so much for having me. This episode of the ACO Show was produced by Leanne Priady, Dan Ablin, and Alana Coogan. Our theme music is by Greg Berry. You can find previous episodes on our website, aladay.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and join us next time.